Welcome to New Earth Medicine Podcast, Episode 1. Today I'm joined by a friend named Haley Crane. She is 28 years old, a project manager for a contracting company, a medicine woman, and an herbalist. And I wanted her to come on and just share a little bit about her path and her journey of what led her to... Um, yeah, the plant world and what that looks like in her life today. So thank you for being here, Haley. Yeah, hey guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so I think I was pretty much just a traditional, you know, teenager, um, you know, very confident in Western medicine. Um, I started taking birth control at 16 years old. And I mean, you figure about 10 years of hormonal contraceptives and some pretty intense um, GI issues from that. Um, I've seen multiple doctors throughout two different states, um, nurse practitioners, you know, functional nurse practitioners, things that, you know, should have helped that didn't. And I've just been kind of really disappointed in traditional Western medicine. And so I've been very blessed to be led to the plant path. And I, I really like I've always been called to plants, um, you know, even as a kid, I've always played outside, you know, made the magic potions, did all that thing. So it's really, it's really something to see all of these plants come into my life and actually work. And, you know, it means so much to me to try to bring that to other people, um, to make them see that there's not necessarily a magic pill, but that it's in your hands, that you do have control over your health. Um, you know, a lot of people I think right now feel very, saddened by the state of our western medicine world i mean covid's really kind of taking a hit on everybody and it's it's really scary you know when mm -hmm. resources are scarce um, you know but there's things in your spice cabinet there's things outside your front door i mean things that you have very good and quick access to to heal a lot of these things that you know we don't traditionally think about so i mean you look outside you know anna's front door here she's got plantain that i'm like so <laughs> jealous of it's beautiful uh, so i mean things like that that traditionally we consider weeds you know dandelions you know just the spawn of satan you know in your yard the traditional you know western yards everybody hates it but that's probably one of my favorite herbs um, to use it's great you know there's a lot of stories that I could share um, you know with just plants in general once you kind of open yourself up to that how you know they will present themselves you know they're there but they make themselves known to you and I feel like a lot of times plants will will come at a time when you need them most um, you know my first experience I think was probably uh, with Shisandra berry and that was something I you know I purchased it as a tincture I wasn't making medicine at that point so I was just drawn to that through an herbal class that I was taking online um, it's actually it's moon school with Clara Bailey she's a naturopath and she is wonderful that's kind of who turned me on to you know all the herbs fertility awareness um, you know there's several kind of key points that I really took and just ran with it um you know but I think you have to have the confidence that it'll work you know it's not a magic pill no um, mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of things that I was working on myself um you know as far as you know emotionally mentally um, well let's start there mm -hmm. um what was kind of the first reason that you went to the doctor mm -hmm. and like needed you know support with like what made you go to the doctor and like seek western medicine first Probably the biggest thing for me, and you can ask my husband, like, was the emotional distress. Um, 2016 was a pretty hard year for me, so that was 
a year of a lot of change. Um, should have been a pretty happy time. You know, my husband and I had just gotten married back the first part of the year in that May. And then, um, you know, so that was a pretty big stressor. You know, I'm starting a new job. Um, you know, thrown into a career that, you know, I knew a good bit about, but it's really stressful. You know, it's a very kind of, you know, high stakes, very male driven, you know, so I've got to get out there and just like Mm -hmm. beat down the concrete to get this work. So, you know, I'm stressed with that. And, um, you know, September comes in and I've just started taking this um, hormonal implant. Um, so that I've Was it an IUD or was it in your arm? It was in my arm. Yeah. So I had been on just the regular pill for years. I mean, since I was 16 years old because mm-hmm. I I was never told, you know, any other option. You know, I went at 16 years old because I was having, you know, super heavy cycles. You know, I'm, you know, debilitatingly sick. You know, I can't function. I can't go to class. Did that um, look like traditionally like, you know, upset stomach, headaches? Mm-hmm. Like what yeah. was, what oh, were yeah. your symptoms? Really, really heavy periods, um, you know, headaches, nausea. I mean, just mm-hmm. debilitating. And, you know, that comes, you know, my mom, you know, from her whole family, you know, I think that's a, a big thing too. Like her, yeah. her generation, you know, that's what they did. You know, they got on birth control, you know, to control right. these symptoms. And I think it's really important for people to know, like, birth control is not going to fix your problems. Yeah. It's going to delay it until it's like a bomb goes off. So, so um, once you were on birth control, were you having a regular bleed or? I never had a regular cycle. Um, okay. It essentially just went away, you know, and I just, I totally disconnected from that part of my life. And I was fine with that, you know, for 10 years, I'm like, I'm living my life, you know, I'm playing sports, um, you know, in college. I mean, I'm not worried about it. And, right. you know, there came a day, um, my granddad actually passed away in September. And so that month was just really stressful, really hard. And I mean, y'all, I feel like a totally different person. I mean, I knew I was under a lot of stress, um, but I was just like mm-hmm. laying in my bathroom floor, just crying my eyes out because I had been sick for several months, like some really intense digestion issues, um, lots of GI pain, um, to the point that I thought I had contracted a parasite from when we went on our honeymoon in Jamaica. So I had been tested, um, nothing's coming back, you know, it's just like I was so defeated and I was just like Mm -hmm. literally laying in my bathroom floor just crying and my husband's like, what's wrong? Like, what can I do to help? So through all this, you're going to the doctor. Yeah. And what were they saying? Uh, You know, I was tested for parasites you know all of that mm-hmm. came back normal um you know this one doctor she's like yeah you've got some inflammation but here we're going to prescribe you some you know essentially a prescription emodium she's like there's really nothing that we're seeing um everything looks fine you know we're just going to try this pill and see if it helps okay well I don't want to do that you know I want to get to that root cause to see what the issue is um and that just never so did you take the pill no, I actually did not. Um, I started looking for another practitioner at that point because I was just really disappointed. Um, the turnaround time between test results, I mean, I was just really aggravated with this facility. So I said, you know, I'm done with this. Um, you know, I talked with my therapist and she actually got me in to see um, a lady that she sees. And so I saw her, this lady's in Madison and she was very knowledgeable. Um, I felt pretty good about it. She's like, you know, we're, we're going to get you in to see a specialist. Um, so I was referred to Oshner's in New Orleans. 
Um, at this point, I've already had multiple, you know, colonoscopies. I've had EDGs, which is like the equivalent of an upper. Um, so these are things that I'm having to be put to sleep for. I'm having to take off of work for. I mean, it's just, it's really stressful. And So I want to pause mm-hmm. right there and talk about kind of the process of listening mm-hmm. to your intuition because mm-hmm. there's so many people that would be in the position that you're in and hearing that, you know, um, what they're finding, you know, there isn't, they're not finding anything and there's mm-hmm. not really anything that they can do and they just accept that and take that home. Yeah. So, um, do, could you talk about your process with just like, um, yeah, like just the strong sense of like, okay, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. do, take this pill and like, I'm sick of this. So kind of like oh, speak yeah. to that <laughs> and like what that, you know, internal, voice that was speaking to you so I definitely felt that um you know this is you know two years essentially of doctors telling me there's nothing wrong um and so I just I knew in my soul like something's got to be wrong because at this point I mean you back up and you know 2019 I have already I've changed my diet I mean I'm not eating anything you know inflammatory we've tried whole 30 we've tried all these elimination diets you know and nothing's working mm-hmm. um we've even you know my husband and I god bless him you know for being so patient with me but he's a saint but he uh he's done all this with me through this whole thing you know I've even got to the point at this time you know I'm making all of my own soap I've cut out all of the endocrine disruptors that I can possibly cut out um, to help, you know, because I've been having, you know, with this implant, extra heavy cycles again. Um, you know, my traditional OB, he's telling me, well, we're just going to prescribe you this estrogen supplement. And that's the last thing that I wanted was like more hormonal supplements and like just that small, still voice, like, y'all, you have to listen to it because these doctors, they don't know everything. Um, you know, yeah. I think you are your own best healer. And when you know, something is inherently wrong with your body I mean that's your body's way of saying hey pay attention to me like there's something else going on here Um, so I mean we had completely changed our lifestyle our diet I mean I had went all in at this point but the only thing I hadn't changed was this implant Um, so that was the point where I was just like you know I'm fed up with my traditional OB I mean y'all this is the man that literally delivered me at birth so I have known him my entire life Um, very disappointed you know with the processes that their office was putting me through um, kind of just write me off there at the end when I requested to have the implant removed I could not even get a call back um, you know I was asking questions you know yeah. are there alternatives to you know birth control to condoms I mean I was never presented with the option of the fertility awareness method um, that there was any other method you know aside from having a hysterectomy which that has another kind of soft spot for me because I think I'm also healing my matriarchal line Mm -hmm. because my mom, her sisters, she has two sisters, her mom, um, they've all seen this same clinic and they've all had hysterectomies at a very early age. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not ready for kids right now. I mean, I don't want to do that. Um, And I don't want to. Was that presented as an option? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're like, you know, well, if you come off that pill, you know, you're going to have all these, you know, heavy periods are going to come back. You know, you're just going to relapse into all that. And I was scared. I mean, I really was because I didn't want to have to deal with that. And I think, you know, getting away from that doctor's office and just finding a new perspective was huge for me because I found a lady um, who just really listened to me. And she's like, look, I hear you. I know, you know, that's a possibility. She's like, but let's stay optimistic. She's like, you know, you've done all the work up to this point. You know, you've cut out all this stuff. So she's like, say the transition is going to be easy. 
she's like, what then? You know, and I'm just like, I'm a pessimist. So I'm just like, no, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's going to be awful. So you <laughs> asked her if she, if she, if she would take the implant mm-hmm. out yes, and she agreed so to that. She agreed to that. So I actually, I love her y'all. And she's not, she's not an OB. I want to say she is a nurse practitioner, um, but she's been great. I mean, she listens to me wholeheartedly. And like, when I told her my story, she's like, yeah, let's get that thing out of there. She's like, cause that's the only thing you know, that you haven't changed at this point. And she said, you know, when we get it out, she's like, give it a month or so, um, you know, just yeah. see if anything's going to regulate. And then if it doesn't, she's like, that's fine. Then we can come back and readdress that. But, y'all, I mean, I know not everybody has, like, a really good story. I've heard a lot of horror stories about coming off the pill, you know, and, and I don't really recommend, you know, just doing it cold turkey. If that's your game, you know, do it, you know, if that's what you feel called to do. But, I think a lot of the work that I put into it up to that point really helped. Yeah, for sure. Because at that point, you know, I was doing, you know, the meal plans and all that stuff to kind of help my transition. You know, I found this book. um, I don't know if anyone's heard of Dr. Jolene Brighton, but I was even trying to get into her clinic, you know, and she's based out of, I want to say Portland, Oregon. So, I mean, I was willing to to go that length, to, Mm -hmm. to have somebody hear me, to be heard, to be seen. So you had the implant taken out and then what? Had it taken out and... What did that process look like? It really, it was super quick. Um, The process of getting it put in actually was a little bit more, you know, intense than getting it taken out. So, you know, when I had it put in, I really didn't know what to expect, but I was left with like a really gnarly bruise. I mean, it was just kind of really sore, but when I took it out, I mean, she has a tiny little scalpel that she just sliced me, pushed it out, done deal. Um, you know, stick a Band-Aid on it. I was there for, like, 15 minutes. I yeah. mean, and I, from going from that to, like, not even being able to get a call back from my OB that I've seen since I was old enough to right. go. Just having the power yeah. in your hands to, to like, have, have done, done to your body what yep. you've done. You know, and that's not something, you know, I could have taken it out myself. But I really didn't want to have to. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little scary on that. But, yeah, I mean, she was great. She took that thing out. And, I mean, y'all, I felt within a month, I mean, I literally felt like a fog had just lifted Um, I wasn't a total emotional wreck anymore. I mean, you can ask my husband. He's like, you know, I'm a totally different person now. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm me because I don't have that fog of just that constant hormones pumping through my body. Um, So what happened with your cycle after you had the birth control or the hormonal strip removed? clockwork. I mean, I can depend on it pretty religiously and I mean that was one thing that I really really enjoyed about the fertility awareness method and granted you know it's not for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole reason I got that implant is because I wanted to be lazy like I didn't want to have to remember to take a pill every night I didn't want to have to you know do all these things to keep up but y'all like even if you don't do the fertility awareness method you know for your life just do it for a few months, that way you can see how your body works. Um, you will be amazed. Like I can read my body like a book. Like this last cycle, and I'm sorry if it's TMI, but like I knew I was going to be late. I was super stressed at work, and I was like, you know, this is right around the time of ovulation, which ovulation to me is like a very, it's very intense for me because I I'm very high strung anyway. So that's kind of a time when I feel very. Uh, very go-getter at work and you know I tend to burn myself out so I knew you know I overdid it this time and I know my cycle is going to be late so sure enough you know I'm pretty much at like 30 days on a normal cycle um, women's cycles and that's another lie that 
super big myth buster. You know, your cycle's not going to be 28 days perfectly. You know, you're going to range somewhere between 28 to, you know, sometimes up to 40 days. Um, but the cycle was at like 33 days. And so I knew, I was like, well, mm-hmm. I know I'm not pregnant. I said, so I'm obviously, you know, this is stress. I said, this is from two, three weeks ago, um, still affecting your body, you know. So it's it's really so, cool to watch. Okay, so tell me about mm-hmm. women who say a woman doesn't have, you are saying mm-hmm. like that you're clockwork, but say that a woman, you know, there's many, many reasons that people oh, gotcha. prescribe on birth control so say someone isn't like clockwork and that is one reason why they're wanting to get on birth control so or like you know fibroids or Mm -hmm. cysts or acne or you know just like so you know like what are you know in your opinion some of the steps that you took to make your cycle be like clockwork Mm -hmm. so that you don't you know say that for people that their cycle isn't Mm -hmm. like clockwork and they depend on the you know hormonal support for that like right. what are what do you think oh yeah so be? you know that's one thing you know your body is always sending you messages um a lot of times it may be delayed i mean like in this case it may be a couple of weeks behind but you know your body's always sending you signals so if your cycle's late um, if you have really painful periods you know you need to look at those reasons why you know are you eating inflammatory foods you know are you drinking enough water are you addressing stress i mean because y'all stress has a huge effect on your body i mean everything from your body weight to your mindset um you know Mm -hmm. all this different stuff you know all of these external factors that we don't really put much credit into but i mean it really does have a huge effect on your body Um, so that's one thing that i i know after doing all this you know that Mm dairy is inflammatory for me so I know not to eat dairy. I know it's going to make me break out. It's going to give me acne. Um, you know, I know when I eat certain sweets and stuff like that, you know, that that's going to mess with my GI system. So you kind of have to listen to your body, um, you know, and Whole30 was a good way for me to do that because it was, yes, it's a strict diet, and no, I don't like that because it puts me in a bad mindset. But um, it allowed you the foundation yes, to begin to have that conversation me. and the knowledge about your body and, like, what caused it stress, what caused it exactly. to be inflamed. Yes. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's work. I mean, and it's something that you really have to plan for. And I know a lot of folks are busy. Um, you know, we're super busy. We get lazy. We'll get takeout, you know, and that's okay every now and then. But that's the 80-20 rule. Yeah, absolutely. 80% of the time doing what you know is good for yourself and right. 20% of that time, like, allowing yourself to be human. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, and that's one thing, you know, intuitive eating because I think diet culture really has a big impact on us as well. Um, Especially you know, women's cycles, women yeah. who starve themselves mm-hmm. or want to look a certain way. You need way those or, carbs. Right. You need that, you know, don't limit yourself. I mean, intuitive eating is something I've recently kind of heard float around you know instagram and it's really something that i can get on board with because i mean every once in a while it's okay to have that cookie it's okay yeah. to have that piece of cake you know everything in moderation yeah. so. and even we're not even talking about the emotional and mental abuse oh, of sure. not allowing yourself that sweet or that carb or whatever yeah. it is that you want um which also like plays a huge you know, part in our cycle. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, so you did the Whole30 method, and you kind of looked at your diet to help regulate your cycle, and you had the hormonal implant taken out. Mm-hmm. So where did plants come in? And where and you know, tinctures and the, if you want to um, talk mm-hmm. about that, and the FAM method and, like, what that mm-hmm. stands for and, like, what that means and kind of what that looks like. Oh, yeah. So, after, um, actually, right before I had this implant taken out, um, you know, I think 
we all find it kind of freaky that Instagram listens to us and Facebook listens to us. But I think sometimes it is a good thing because I did find um, Clara Bailey with Mediatrics Wellness through Instagram. And, you know, I signed up for her moon school and it was really, it was kind of expensive. My husband and I were actually in New Orleans on like a weekend getaway and her class was about to close. And I was like, do I do it? Do I not? He's like, look, just do it. You know, I'm on board with this. I mean, it was a few hundred dollars. Um, but y'all, it was so worth it. I mean, she goes into so much detail and, you know, one of the plants that she talked about was, you know, the shisandra berry and that's not something that grows local around here, but, you know, just the description of that plant, um, it really kind of called to me because she made the comment that, you know, this is a great one to get on if you're coming off a of hormonal birth control. She said it's really good for, um, you know, just kind of modulating that cycle. It helps you detox. It's just, it's very good all around for women's health. So you would recommend if a woman was mm -hmm. coming off hormonal birth mm -hmm. control to, like, you know, buy a Shisandra berry tea? Yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, that's something, you know, it's just a few drops. You usually take it before you eat. Um, it almost mm -hmm. acts like a digestive bitter. It's a very interesting taste profile, to say the least. Um, yeah, it's, it's known as like the, the five-flavor five berry. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So it's really cool. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, it doesn't taste good or bad I mean it's somewhere in between but it's it's definitely something that I leaned on when I first came off of that and I think too your mindset you know if you go into it thinking like hey this is just a bunch of woo woo and this is not going to work then you know that mind body connection is a real thing you know it's not going to work because you don't think it's going to mm -hmm. um, but that that was a really good one you know and another one that I just like drink religiously is raspberry leaf I mean that is like mm -hmm. my love so any kind of... And you can of, find that, you know, oh, at Kroger yeah, in the organic sure. section, like the tea section. You can get it on Amazon, order it in bulk. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's something, too. You know, you don't have to go out and buy all this crazy stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things, especially now with Kroger and a lot of your, you know, local grocers are getting a lot more, um, you know, holistic options and things like that. You know, even ginger and stuff like that that you would normally have in your spice cabinet. I mean, that are medicinal herbs. I mean, you don't think about it like that, but, you know, rosemary, thyme, sage, I mean, any of these culinary herbs um, potentially have the medicinal uses as well. But yeah, Shisandra was really one that I connected with. Um, I think it just kind of helped in that whole liver detox, you know, getting out the rest of those hormones in my body and kind of helping me regulate that system. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a few more that I really connected with afterwards, but you know, after I think you open up your mind to the plants, like they will start to present themselves to you. Um, so there's, yeah several several that I grow myself now um, that I've started from seed that have just literally miraculously appeared you know passion flowers one that we don't think a whole lot about you know it's a weed essentially here and it's something that I haven't seen since I was a kid you know we called them may pops growing up they've got the little fruit that you can step on and it'll pop and um, beautiful flowers I mean I love this flower so much and I, I said you know I'm gonna let it grow this year um, I'm going to dig it up, transplant it next year. Well, it just literally just started growing in my herb garden. I mean, I have a dedicated space for herbs, and it just, it couldn't be any more perfect. So, I mean, I think once you open your mind to that, you know, things will start to present them in a way that, mm -hmm. you know, is pretty miraculous, really. So, I mean, I started working with passion flower as a tincture, you know, in times when I couldn't sleep because I, you know, and especially, you know, giving that to family, you know, it's something I can share um, that, you know, that they believe in now. So, I mean, my mom is like an avid Advil 
PM user and for her to say, hey, this works, you know, as good, if not better than Advil PM, you know, that's pretty, pretty good for me to hear. It makes me feel good um, that, you know, she sees that too, that she sees that that plant medicine works. So really that was kind of like your first step into the Mm -hmm. plant world. And then, so that came and then the FAM method. Yes. So that was kind of scary for me because like I said, can you tell us what FAM stands for? Yes, it's the fertility awareness method. So a lot of folks don't um, believe in it because of the efficacy rate. Um, But if done correctly, I believe it's like 98% effective. I mean, it's very effective if you can read your body, if you pay attention. Um, So what about the people who say they don't want to invest the energy or have to worry about it because they think that they can't keep up with it or are scared because they really don't want to get pregnant, they are not married, you know, they don't Mm -hmm. feel like they have the safe space to explore it with a partner that they're not committed to so I mean for me it's been honestly like it's super easy I mean at first I was really really diligent Um, they recommend you know you take your basal body temperature so that's really the only investment that you need is a basal body thermometer Um, it is is not a normal thermometer so it actually takes your temperature um, to the 10th degree and you will see a difference like when you start charting you know that's one thing we recommend either charting on paper or through an app but if you use an app don't let it predict your cycle because it may predict that, hey, you're going to ovulate on day 14 because we say, you know, that's the average. Well, everybody's different. Um, so turn that predictive off, you know, and just record that data. So that's what I did for the first several months. And you'll start to notice a pattern. You know, your temp is going to stay traditionally lower. You know, mine usually runs around, you know, 97, 97 and a half for the first part of my cycle. And then after ovulation, you will see that temp spike. And it's after ovulation it is not predictive of ovulation Um, so after you've tracked I've tracked almost I think um 23 months in of using this and I mean I have a very predictive cycle so I know I usually ovulate around day 20 Um, so that's a little late in the cycle traditionally so if I was going by you know some of these predictive methods then I could very easily end up pregnant um, because if I had unprotected sex on day 14 and then, you know, I ovulate on day 20, you know, that sperm can live for up to a week in, you know, good quality cervical mucus. And that's something else that a lot of people don't like about the FAM method. You know, they think you have to, like, get in there and touch everything. You really don't. Um, you know, you can tell when you wake up that day, like, hey, I have, like, this really good quality cervical mucus. If you're trying to get pregnant, you know, like, that's the day that you need to try. So let's talk about the mucus. Well, mm-hmm. first, first before we move on for, to that, um, what does tracking look like? Like, say you're doing it on a piece of paper. So you're writing mm-hmm. the date and your basal body temperature, and that's it. Yep. So I typically recommend, you know, you're going to do your basal body temperature before you ever get out of bed in the morning because that's when your temp, your resting temperature is most accurate. Okay. Um, you so know, you just have your thermometer by your bed. Mm-hmm. I do. I have one that has a light on it. That's a huge thing for me because, like, if you get one without a light, you're going to have to turn the light on. You're going to have to wake up your partner, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, take your temperature before you ever get up in the morning. Typically, you want to have at least four hours of rest. So if you have a small child... Um, if you get up during the night to use the bathroom, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult and you'll notice, you know, once you start tracking too, you're like, Hey, well, I know I woke up during the night. That's why my temp is higher than normal. Um, okay. Cause you'll, you'll begin to see a pattern. So like you, you take your temp and then, you know, most of the time you can feel throughout the day, um, you know, whether you have that 
sensation of like having a moistness or a wetness um you know a lot of times when you're really close to ovulation you'll have like a lot like you will know I mean you just have to be kind of in your head and say hey what do I feel like down there today and you know it's not nasty you know we're kind of programmed to be like oh well anything dealing with our you know genitals is nasty and no you know you don't have to think like that it's totally natural Um, a lot of women think oh my goodness you know well I've got an infection if I see this you know mucus well it's totally normal so I mean that's one thing that you have to kind of get get out of your head about you know and just kind of focus on that a little bit Um, most of the time you know try throughout the day you know because it will change I mean you only typically you know your egg only lasts for about 24 hours in your body so that ovulation period may be three to five to seven days but you know you're only able to fertilize that egg for that you know 24 hours that it's viable so but you'll be able to tell in your body um, you know what what you're feeling and around ovulation too you know you're feeling perky you know you're feeling more pretty you know your skin's glowing I mean it's just all these different things like you um, actually want to yeah have exactly sex. you know and that's one thing too you know in our culture I mean we're taught to be like turned on all the time and it's not like that I mean it is definitely a wave um, so you know close to ovulation you know your libido is going to be higher you're going to feel like you know getting out socializing um, and then it's going to drop back down you know the way that Clara taught this through moon school and I love the way she teaches this is like you have inner seasons so your menstrual cycle you know that however many days that you actually bleed that's your inner winter um, because that's when you're you know in the depths you know you're it's watery it's just like it's dark you know that's the time you want to hibernate so it's called the liminal space the cervix is open yeah so I mean that that really resonated with me too um so that that kind of was pretty cool so and then you'll figure out too you know like inner spring is really good for me but like inner summer when I actually get ready to ovulate you know that's a little bit more difficult time for me so you know I look at it and say hey well why am I feeling like that Um, and then you can turn to different herbs you know like motherwort's a good one for me because it's very cooling um, helps with anxiety you know it kind of brings you back down you know into a you know a safer space it has kind of that motherly energy Um, So that's something that I really, you know, you kind of have to just listen to your body. So I I just know, like, ovulation is going to be hard for me. You know, Mm -hmm. inner autumn, um, that's, you know, the ripening of that fruit. So you're either, at this stage, you're either going to be pregnant or you are in the process of, like, releasing that egg. So it's it's all kind of, it's a flow. I mean, it really is. I mean, once you start tuning into your body, you'll be absolutely amazed at just how many signs it gives you and and how well you can read it I mean and these doctors that tell you you know no you can't do that you know like they don't trust you enough to even present fam as an option um I mean I was never presented that as an option I even after asking about alternative methods of birth control you know they're always like well you can get the depot shot you can get the pill you can get you know the new ring. I mean all of these different you know medical options but never in my life was I presented with this fertility awareness method um, but when I started seeing this new doctor she said well what are you going to use for birth control and I said I'm doing fertility awareness and she's like that's great she's like that's really good that you're you know tuning into your body and you know you just have to know to you know if you do want to have you know sex during that time you know you need to use either some form of you know protection or you know a pull out method I mean your partner has to be really really good on his timing to do that so you know you got to have a lot of trust in somebody to do that but 
But yeah, I mean, so, you'll, you'll kind of get a feel for, for things after a few cycles. I mean, I, I would recommend doing it just to do it and kind of look mm-hmm. at, you know, your body and try to read it. So it's, it's very interesting for sure. So how long do you recommend tracking? Like say, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's easier, you know, when you're in a committed partnership or a marriage to kind of right. have the safety of that. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, for either way, like, what do you recommend mm-hmm. as far as, like, a time period to, like, really get to know your body? You know, say you're going to abstain or abstain mm-hmm. from sex until you figured out kind Can of, like, the... Oh, yeah, for sure. So, what do you think that that window of time that, like, you have a good idea, you know, about, you know, when you're ovulating and stuff? I would say at least three to four cycles. Um, you know, okay. I know in the big scheme of things that sounds like a long time, but it's really not, um, you know, and when you do have sex, you know, you chart that as well. So, you chart it as protected, unprotected. Um, you know however and I mean you just there's no way within just a month because every cycle is different I mean I know that I typically ovulate around day 20 but I've had cycles where I have ovulated around day 14 and so if I would have not been reading my body signs you know I could have very easily gotten pregnant and that's one of those like uh uh-oh you know yeah Um, but yeah I mean once you start reading those cycles and you start kind of feeling through your body I mean you can't depend on it to be the same every month because it's not I mean Mm -hmm. even within our own bodies I mean it changes from month to month Mm -hmm. so definitely I mean at least three to four months I mean even longer I mean if you want to go for six months you can really start to see that pattern play out and that's why I do like the apps because you have that ability to go back Mm -hmm. um, and look at all of those previous cycles I mean I could go back for almost two years now um, to look at all my cycles and what I've tracked and kind of the ups and downs that, you yeah. know, that very first cycle um, coming off of that birth control was way longer. I mean, it was probably probably closer to 45 to 50 days before um, I had a, an actual period, not a withdrawal bleed from being on birth control. So it's really yeah. interesting to see. Okay, so let's talk about... Um, Say someone is really interested in what we're saying and Mm -hmm. it sounds like they're feeling this pull, but they're really scared and not feeling confident. And so that's just easier to stay on the pill. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the, you know, um, what's some advice that you would give to someone who's like interested in this and they're not necessarily like so committed to hormonal birth control anymore? So like, what would you say to someone that is feeling the call, but not so sure in their own ability oh yeah I would definitely like 100% recommend getting an instructor Um, there's not just a whole lot of options locally that I've found but that is the good thing about the internet so you've got you know so many people that teach this Um, you know that's finding you know just find somebody who's a trusted source you know there's a lot of misinformation out there as long as you know as well as good information Um, But as long as that teacher, you know, she's presenting this in a way that you feel comfortable with, that you understand, you know, you may not resonate with the whole inner seasons thing. Um, You know, you may resonate with something totally different. So just, you know, do some research, find that instructor um, that you really feel comfortable with. And that, to me, that was like, that made me so much more confident because I don't think I would have ever actually made the jump if I didn't have that support system. And, and, you know, even with um, Clara being based in Australia, you know, she was there throughout the live class. Um, she does them two times a year in the fall and the spring. And so that, you know, just asking those questions, you know, there is no stupid question. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, this is going to sound dumb. No, ask your questions, you know, find out because, I mean, we are not taught to read our bodies like this. You know, this, you know, most of Western medicine is very, 
very masculine, very male-driven. Um, you know, a lot of these guys don't have the knowledge base. I mean, they're going to be being pushed by Big Pharma, you know, by what's on sale. I can't tell you how many times they changed my birth control just because this is what they had. You know, not because I wanted something different. You know, I enjoyed taking what I was on at that point. So I was like, you know, well, why did we have to change that? Oh, well, they switched up our meds. So, you know, find, find somebody that you connect with, that you resonate with, um, you know, whether it be local or online. So just depending on what your resources are, you know, what resources are available to you. Um, but definitely, you know, find you a teacher because that, that really helped me for sure. Okay. So now we're getting off, um, you know, we've kind of looked at, you know, food and how that affects, you know, our cycle. We've looked at stress and managing that. Um, we've looked at now that we're off and kind of like we're beginning to track our cycle. So now what, um, you know, to continue that's like what leads to whole body, you know, healing. Um, you want to share a little bit about your experience with that, you know, just how, you know, the mind and the body are connected and, you know, just keeping the body and the mind healthy Mm -hmm. and so that, that 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 cycle stays regular so it can be tracked so you know I grew up in a family that we we didn't talk about feelings um you know and that's just something you know my dad grew up in a family that was very military oriented so his dad was real hard on them you know and we just never talked about that you know I didn't learn until I was almost 30 that my dad suffered from depression um you know and I have suffered with some unnamed something you know for three decades of my life and to finally talk to somebody and say hey well this is like clinical depression and I even had you know so much repressed childhood trauma you know it was classic PTSD that I never I was like you know PTSD what you know that's like something that the troops get when they get home you know from war I said that's not something that that you know I have like I've had a good life like I've never wanted for anything um you know I've never been physically abused um but emotional abuse it's it's the same if not worse I mean if you repress those emotions like they are going to show up in your body um you know emotional outbursts you know and you know I think all that was just exasperated by birth control um because I was you know I was not myself at all you know and coming off of that you know getting that help that I needed to you know help through that trauma you know just working through all that finding somebody that I could trust and then in turn she ended up referring me to the doctors that kind of helped me work through all this stuff with my you know physical symptoms as well so that's that's huge you know and also too you know I think it's important to note you know you don't have to go all in like I did as far as you know making all your own products and stuff like that to help cut out some things but you know just being aware of what you're around what you're putting into your body what you're putting on your body um, you know some things you can't help you know if your work has you know air fresheners and that kind of thing, you can't help that but you can help the lotion you slather on your skin during the mornings you know you can help all that stuff you know all of this Bath and Body Works, you know, all of this stuff, y'all. Is Pretty much anything, anywhere. Endocrine disruptors, yes. So, yeah, let's, oh, let's talk absolutely. about that for just a second. Like, you don't have to mm-hmm. give, like, a whole, like, people can, you know, Google this. But, oh, um, sure. okay, so pretty much anything that you can buy on the shelf at any grocery store or any 
um, you know, Ulta, Sephora, like anything like this is not clean. So can no. we talk about a little bit about why that's important? Oh, absolutely. And like I what mean, endocrine disrupt, like what is, what, it, what, yeah, what does I mean, that so mean for someone I mean, who's never even like it's occurred, that's never even occurred to them? If you've never, you know, thought about this and I, I mean, I didn't, I mean, when Chase and I got married, I mean, I, I even went to Ulta and bought like a $120 bottle of perfume because that was going to be like my wedding day perfume. Um, but like all that stuff, I mean, it is just laden with chemicals. I mean, none of it's natural. I mean, you are literally altering your genetics. Like every time you slather that stuff on, um, you know, you're altering the chemicals in your brain to the point that it affects your cycle, your mindset, your diet. I mean, you're just caught up in this vicious cycle. Um, so, I mean, I think it's really important to know that, you know, these companies don't have your health in their best interest. You know, they're out there for the money. Um, you know, and they're making, most of them are just making mass produced products in an unclean environment, you know, so I, I take pride in making my own things and I work a full-time job. So yeah, it's hard, but I know what goes into my products. I know where it came from. You know, a lot of this stuff that I make is herbal infused. So it's stuff that I've grown that I've started from seed and it's, it's important to me. You know, that's just something that I've changed my lifestyle, um, to reflect, you know, something that. I just think made a huge difference in my transition because I think if you didn't do that, it would be a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, it may not be impossible to get your cycle back on track, but you know, when your body is constantly fighting all this external stuff, you know, how can it possibly regulate if, you know, it's, you know, fighting all this endocrine disruption and hormone inducing scents and smells and all this stuff. So I think that's something to, you know, take into consideration too, you know, and too with sustainability, you know, a lot of these companies, they're not concerned about the environment, you know, and I know everybody's probably so tired of hearing about that, but y'all, I mean, the state of the world right now, I mean, it's in dire need of any help it can get. So, you know, find companies that support, you know, green initiatives and do things that, you know, are going to be good for your body and the planet. Yeah. So that looks like face wash, facial lotions, body wash, deodorant, your detergent Mm -hmm. your cleaning products um and i'm not going to go into detail about all those i'll put some you know of the stuff that we use i'll get some stuff from you and put it in the show notes um but yeah if you don't want to make your own products there's plenty of people out there um making them so you know i we can leave that in the show notes too Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, those are just a few of the things to start to look at, to clean up. And, you know, that also goes for your food and, you know, what you're putting in your body as far as liquids go. Mm -hmm. Um, but pretty much anything out there that you can get in the grocery store these days, there's an organic brand Mm -hmm. right beside it for maybe like less than a dollar cheaper. I mean, more expensive. Yes. I'm just I mean, some of us have been there, done that. Um, So I just feel like, you know, trust that voice. Do what you think is right. I mean, if you go to a medical practitioner and you don't like what you're hearing, you hired them. I mean, that's their job. So I think it's really important to just trust that intuition um, that we've been so conditioned not to trust. Um, So just, you know, trust your gut. I mean, that is my biggest thing. You know, don't take know for an answer if that's not what you want to hear you know don't give up there's somebody out there that will help you Um, you know and if it's not local you know you've got 
the world at your fingertips. I mean, there is so many um, good practitioners out there that will help you, and you can find the help. So, you know, don't feel defeated. Uh, there is, there's help out there if you need it. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for yes. being here, Haley. Thank you for Such having me. Such a gift me. and yes. an honor to share your power and wisdom and knowledge and time. So Absolutely. thank you so much. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, guys.